Hey, this is Kevin Weatherby at Save the Cowboy. I want you to tow that stirrup, throw a leg over the candle, take a deep seat, and pull your hat down tight. I ain't gonna tolerate no whining or griping, so let's all strike a long trot down that narrow trail and learn how to ride with God. Come on! What you waiting on? Let's go. So I've, I've never claimed to be a horse trainer. Now, I can start your horse, but actually I've never really finished one Number one, because I really didn't know how. Number two, because I never had the time. People paid me to start their horses. And basically what I did is I had 30 days, because where I come from, people didn't want to pay a bunch. And you had 30 days where you could get it saddled and get on and ride off and lope off and be able to catch it, bridle it, saddle it. Kind of one of those deals. So I've, I've never, you know, I, and I, I've been riding a lot with, with uh, Jared and with Ty and with Sean and, and some with Doug. And, you know, I mean, they, these are horsemen. I mean, they, they know what they're doing, and, and I kind of wanted some of that. So I started asking them, I was like, well, how, how do you do what you do? And one of Sean's suggestions, and, and that's why I love taking advice from all of these guys, is they never tell you how to do it. And actually, each of the four do things just a little bit different, and so you kind of pick something, kind of, most of it all works, you know, unless I do it, and then it doesn't, but I mean, that's kind of what we're going to be talking about. But anyway... Um, so I was talking, and Sean said, I'm going to write a book called 101 Beneficial, and pardon me, Sean, if I'm um, kind of messing up the title of your book, 101 Beneficial uh, Things of Disengaging the Hindquarters of Your Horse. Now, what do I mean? And I know that a lot of you aren't cowboy, and y'all watching online, you know, you may not be know what disengaging a hindquarter is, but it's being able to move that horse wherever you want it. If you just need the front end to move, you can just move the front end. If you just need the back end to move, you just move the back end. If you need both ends to move at the same time, you can do that. Well, yeah, I could, I mean, if you think about it, my horses, and it's my fault, it's not theirs. My horses, you know, you could pull them around and kind of get them to where you were going, but it's kind of like pushing a rope around. It doesn't work very well. And so they were teaching me how to disengage the hindquarters. Now, why would you want to do that? Because you were trying to get your horse collected. And this was, and I'd heard that word before, you know, in the Western Horseman and everything like that. I'd heard the word collection, and so I was asking people, well, what does getting your horse collected mean? And they're like, well, you know, when a, who's, who's glad that it's start of NFL season today besides me? Yeah. I'm going to use... I'm going to use an NFL illustration to explain my cowboy illustration that will explain my Jesus illustration. A linebacker, you know, when, when the Broncos are going to be playing today, when that linebacker gets up there, maybe like DeMarcus Ware from the Cowboys that's on the Broncos now, when DeMarcus Ware gets up there and he gets ready to go, he's going to get down like this something like that, or he's going to line, you know, the cornerbacks, he keeps leaving, and those other guys are going to be like this. Why do they get down like that? Because they don't know which direction they need to move to go. That's, what a, that's getting a horse collected so that it can go any direction that it wants. Now, I'm not a horse trainer. If you want a better illustration than that, then you're going to have to talk to one of those guys I mentioned. But anyway, it's getting your horse ready to go. So anyway, I'm riding with, with Ty and Sean and Jared and Doug and these other guys. And uh, Anyway, so they, they start teaching me how to disengage that hindquarter where it can move on its own. 
And I'm like, this is cool. And so Ty's really helping me one day. And we're out at Phil's place and, and we're moving cattle. He's like, okay, while we're doing this, work on disengaging that hindquarter. I was like, okay. So I start doing it. And sure enough, man, her butt just kind of turns around. I'm talking about Fiona's. And um, that's my horse. I know some of you. So anyway, you know, her, her, her butt kind of moves around and Ty goes, that ain't, that ain't it. I was like, her butt went this way. He's like, yeah, but you're not disengaging the hindquarters. She's just moving over there. You're not doing it. She's not doing it right. You're not getting it collected. I was like, well, I don't understand. He's like, I know. That's why I'm going to teach you. He said, she has to reach up under there, get her feet up under. She's just kind of shuffling. She's just kind of doing this. Can you imagine what would happen if an NFL linebacker went... They wouldn't get anywhere, you know? And so he said, she's got to get her feet underneath her, and you got to get her collected. And I'm like, yeah, let's do it. And I don't know how. He's like, okay, you got it. she's got to reach up under her. And I'm like, okay. And so I start gigging her with this with spur over here. And I'm like, yes, looking. Pardon me for y'all over here. And I'm looking, and, and Ty's sitting there. And he's like, she's just shuffling her feet. I was like, well, I'm doing exactly what you told me to do. He said, yeah, but you know what? He said, I hate to be ugly, but she can't do it with you on the side of her like this. I was like, well, how am I going to know? He's like, if you would just listen to me, I will tell you whenever she does it. I was like, okay. So now I'm like, Mr. Posture, not going to move. She's just shuffling. She's just shuffling. And so I'm getting mad. I'm like, she's just shuffling. She's just shuffling. I'm doing exactly what you told me to do, Ty. And finally he goes, there, did you see that? I was like, no, because I'm looking forward. I can't look down. He's like, did, but did you feel it? I'm like, not at all. I had no idea. She was just, her butt was moving. He's like, try it again. He's like, there. I'm like, I have no idea. It felt the same as it did the 400 other times. He's like, you just got to slow down. Just got to be quiet. You just got to let it come. I mean, you can learn this horse like that. I don't even want to learn horsemanship anymore. This is stupid. I can make my horse do. So no, no, no. I, you know, I, I I'm, I'm really I am trying. I am trying hard. And he can see that I'm trying hard. I'm getting frustrated. And everything. And I'm getting her to go around. And all of a sudden, right before Ty says, did you feel that? She humps up. And I'm like, great, now she's going to buck me off because now she's mad. And everything. So I start kind of, right, right, Ty's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? I'm like, she was humping up. He goes, no, she wasn't. She was collecting. I said, what? He said, she wasn't humping up to buck you off. She was doing exactly what you asked her to do. She was collecting. I said, she was humping up. I felt that. I've been bucked off before. And he said, well, silly, she's known how to do this since she was born. This isn't new to her. It's new to you. What do you think a horse that's fixing to try to buck you off, why do you think it humps up? Because it's getting ready to go in any direction that you are not expecting. And it's going to try to dump you on your noggin. And I'm like, why didn't you just say that? He's like, I did. You were too busy talking and not listening to me. No, you were too busy talking and not listening to me. 
hate it when people are right. Isn't it though? See how far I've grown, Ty? Golly, we're going to talk about Montana humility next week. Let's just go now. Turn to Revelations. No, not really. <laughs> you can laugh in here if it's your first day. You will not get struck by lightning. It'll hit the big head first. So anyway, it was really, really cool because we got to where, you know, we were riding along. Now, now she's not perfect, and I'm not perfect either. But I've got fear. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we got another comedian on this side. My wife just said, what? You're not perfect? <laughs> I know, it's hard to believe, honey. She thinks I am. She's a doll. She really, she loves me a lot. So anyway, I, I've got Fiona now. I mean, you can be riding along, and I mean, you can just reach back and kind of touch her a little bit. She'll pull that hind end over this way or that way, and I mean, she's doing really good. And of course, Fiona used to try to buck Christy off every time she got on her. And so whenever we went and checked cows the other day, Christy rode her for the first time in a long, long time. She's like, where'd Fiona go? Because <laughs> I mean, she's, she'll kind of start getting collected up. She, she's nice. I mean, it, it's really working. So all of their uh, Jared and Ty's and Sean's and, and everybody else that's helped me along my path, man, it's really, really working. Today, I've titled this sermon, Spiritual Collection, because I want, I, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. I think I know the answer, but does anybody else kind of have a hard time hearing what God's telling them? I mean, you, you kind of hear something, but it's kind of like that mosquito at night in the dark. You, know, you don't know where it's at, but you hear it. How do we know, can we, can we do something to get ourselves prepared to where we can hear what God wants us to hear, hear what He's saying, and then, you know, um, unless you hear what He says, how can you do what He says to do if you never hear what He's told you? So is there a way that we can get spiritually collected? Well, I think there is in James chapter 1. James chapter 1, starting in verse 19, says, Cowboys, take note of this. Now, my version actually says, my dear brothers. I think that's a, yeah, that's kind of a formal, my dear brothers I don't think Jesus talked like that. I don't think Paul or them fishermen did either. I was like, look it up, cowboys. Let me tell you something. But, he, but the point is not what he calls my dear brothers. He says, take note of this. Now, who was James? James was Jesus' brother, okay? Who, I mean, he grew up with the man. He says, my dear brothers, cowboys, take note of this. Now, I know that the Bible can be extremely hard to understand. But do you think when the Bible says, take note of this, that we need to do a study on what take note of this means? He's saying, cowboys, listen up. Listen to what I'm fixing to tell you. Not to say that this is any more important than the rest of it, but just pay attention. Don't just skim over this. Don't just go, oh, that was nice. That was beautiful. What does it say? It says, my dear brothers, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen. You want to get spiritually collected You've got to do exactly that. Everyone should be quick to listen. Are we really quick to listen in today's age? Nah, 
We're not. Yeah, I, I felt so horrible yesterday at Riley's uh, volleyball tournament in Strasburg. By the way, beast mode. She did great. It was awesome. Best game I ever seen her play. But after that, best game that I've seen her play. We're walking and I'm excited to talk to her. Of course, I was yelling and screaming and I'm like embarrassing to everybody because that's just, I know y'all can't believe that, but you know, I stand up, whoop, and holler at everybody and anyway. But I'm, the only thing I want to do, the only thing that I'm focused on is getting to Riley and high-fiving and tell her and the rest of the team exactly how proud of her I am, of them that I am, not just her. Needless, or needless, uh, little did I know that my wife is asking me questions while I'm walking. She is right there, talking right into my ear, and I don't hear her. Why? Because I'm focused on something else. I was singular in focus of what I wanted to do. Now, it wasn't a bad thing that I was trying to do. It wasn't bad by any means. But I was so focused on what I wanted to do that I couldn't hear one of the three people that I love more than anything else in this world, that I love more than myself, I couldn't hear one of them talking right in my ear because I was so focused on me. She was asking me if I knew where the bathroom was. Of course, I didn't know. Of course, I didn't hear her ask that either. You know, so while we're walking along, and she's like, hey, do you know where the bathroom is? Where's Riley? Honey, do you know where the bathroom is? Where, where, where did the team go? She's like, I'm talking to you. And I was like, what? And she's like, I'm talking to you. And I was like, I didn't hear you. She goes, I'm well aware of that. But the Bible says if you want to be spiritually collected... If you want to hear what God says, you've got to be quick to listen. Too many times we are so self-absorbed in everything that we have going on that we have not a clue when God is whispering in our ears. Hey, Kevin. Man, did you see that guy over there? He kind of looks sad. Or, hey, Kevin, you know, have, have you really paid attention to your wife today? Have you loved her as much as I love the church well no I'm too busy doing what I want to do God before you know but seriously that's what we all do we are so self-absorbed in what we've got going on what our problems are what we want to do what the things going on that we don't know nothing and how do I know that God is in the small whisper because you can go back and look now, I think it was Isaiah it's Isaiah Ezekiel or one of those guys I don't I don't remember it doesn't, the, the point is, not who it was, it was what happened. God told him, he said, go into the cave. I think it was Isaiah or Elijah or Ezekiel or Dan. I don't know. Point is, he says, go into the cave and I'm going to walk by. So he goes into the cave and this fire goes by. He knew he wasn't in the fire. The mountain shook and he knew that he wasn't in that. All of these things happened. And then a gentle breeze went by and he got out and he walked to be with the Lord. God was in the gentle whisper. God is not going to scream and holler at you guys. He's not. He's not going to... And you know what? We need it sometimes. But He's not going to scream and holler at you. Better yet, He's just going to whisper to you. And if we are not do just what James said, everyone should be quick to listen. If you're not ready for that, you'll never hear any of the rest of it. 
be quick to listen. Now, how do we do that? How do we, how do we listen? How do we get where we are quick to listen? Well, it's kind of like today. You couldn't hear Ty when everybody else was talking. You can hear, most people can, maybe Rick can't, but you know, besides Rick, uh, most people can probably hear me just fine. I'm not saying that it's real loud, but you've got to listen. You've got to pay attention. You've got to look with your, you got to listen with your eyes and everything like that. But the, w- the main key is the next thing that he says. He says, hey, cowboys, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen and slow to speak. Man, how often, and you know what? I guarantee you, unless there is just something that is real awful wrong, I am the world's worst at what I'm fixing to say. When other people are talking, I can't wait for the opportunity where they'll shut their mouth for just a second so I can say something profound. I am the worst in the world at that. Is it profound? Most of the time it's BS. Okay? I'm just telling you. It may sound good, but you can put a skittle on a cow turd and it's still a cow turd. Okay? (laughs) Just telling you. But are we slow to speak? Can we just shut our mouths for a second? Or do we have to just tell everybody everything that we know and everything? Do we have to give our two cents worth? What happens when you give all your two cents worth away? You're poor in spirit. How about saving up all those two cent worths until they become a priceless treasure of wisdom and knowledge? But no, we just want to tell everybody exactly what we know about everything. Boy, it don't matter if we're talking about horses. It don't matter if we're talking about the Bible. It don't matter if we're talking about anything. When we're talking with somebody, we want people to see what we know. You know what? We all need to learn to shut our mouths. Starting with the preacher. I just need to learn to shut my mouth because you know what? People will tell you profound things if we will just shut our mouths and just listen. It really is as simple as that. Does anybody know? Now, now there's a difference in just talking all the time, maybe interrupting. You know, hey, I don't mean to interrupt, but... Anytime somebody says, I don't mean to interrupt, but... That's exactly what they meant to do. (laughs) I mean, I don't mean to interrupt, but I'm interrupting. Okay? God wants people with quiet spirits and rough hands. Did you hear that? See, God wants people with quiet spirits and rough hands. Have you ever noticed that people with loud mouths usually have soft hands? Think about that. Everybody's probably heard that old statement of, uh, how does it go? Something like, the people that know the least say it the loudest. Everyone, pay attention, cowboys. Take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak. Are we only concerned with what we've got going on? Have you ever talked to that person? I know you have if you've ever spoken to me. Have you ever talked to that person that they're, uh, you're trying to tell them something important and they can't wait to switch it over to something that they've got going on? Oh, yeah, that reminds me. And then they just go on a 50-minute tirade of stuff that's going on in their life, and you're like, yeah, okay. I was trying to go to you as a kind of a brother or sister in Christ, but, you know, obviously you don't really care about what I've got going on. You just want to tell me what's going on in your life. And you know what? I guess that's fine. Maybe you helped them out. But all of us, if you want to get spiritually collected, 
so that you know where to go and how to go and all of that. If you really, if you really desire to start following Christ, it's right there. James even says, take note of this. The Holy Spirit speaking through James says, take note of this, cowboys. Be quick to listen and slow to speak. And if you thought that those two things were hard, how about the third one? Y'all with Bibles, what does it say? <laughs> y'all hear that? Slow to become angry. Man alive. I put a deal on Facebook the other day. It's probably been the, I think it passed. It was the most popular one I've ever put. It was just a picture with some words on it. And it said, just because somebody pushes your buttons doesn't mean you have to respond to the ding dong. <laughs> think about that. Just because somebody goes and pushes your button does not mean that you have to respond to the ding dong. You want to talk about being a slave? They go over there and push your button, and you can't wait to run over there and tell them exactly what you thought about them pushing your buttons. And they're like, watch this. I can make this dude do whatever I want to. Ding dong! Who's the ding dong then? Slow to become angry. Are we slow to become angry? Now, a lot of people say, well, I'm not a real angry person. But you know what? Slow to become angry isn't that part of anxiousness? Isn't that part of stress? When things are not going the way you want, don't you know that stress is probably based in anger and fear? Two of the things that the Bible tells us over and over and over and over. Now, I'm not talking about a righteous anger. I'm talking about people pushing your buttons, of just having an opinion about everything. Man, forget all of that. You cannot get spiritually collected and know which way to go if you are never listening, always talking, and always ticked off about something. Quit letting everybody and everything push every button that you got, and then all your life, all you do is run around answering the ding-dongs. Oh, wait, can you hang on just a second? I'll be back to chew you out in just a second, so I'm going to run over here and answer this ding-dong. No matter what it is, we need to become spiritually collected. Why? Because we're supposed to be following Christ. How can you follow Christ? How can you do what He wants you to do if you can't even hear a word that He says? How can you be spiritually collected? How can you do what you need to do and listen to what He says? Because you can't listen when your mouth is working. can't happen. You may, oh, I'm a good multitasker. No, you're not. You can't listen and talk at the same time. How about this? You can't be spiritually collected. You can't get down in that stance to go whichever way God wants you to go. You can't do that if you're in knots all the time, if you're always mad, if you're always anxious, if you're always stressed out. Why did Jesus say, do you even know what the good news means? The good news says, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He's saying, we, we talked about it in, in, in 1 Peter the other day. He said, cast all your cares upon God because He cares for you. You may be good at listening. You may be good at not talking. But are you good about giving all those cares, even the anger and all that stuff that just wires you up all the time? You've got to be spiritually collected if you are going to get anywhere and do anything for God. Why is this important, guys? Well, I would say one of the main reasons it's important is because of what Ty talked about. There is going to be a sorting. There is going to be a sorting at the, end of the, at the end of this alley that we call life. 
It will happen. But I'll give you a second and more right now illustration is this. Every single one of us needs to be learning to trust in God. Listen to what he says. He's not going to say it loud. He's just going to whisper it in your ear. Every one of us needs to learn to start trusting him. Every one of us needs to start depending on him. Every single one of us needs to start loving him. Every single one of us needs to follow him right now. And here's why. Because you know what? If you are a confessed believer in Jesus Christ, this is what's going to happen. One day you're going to be sailing along, and he's going to be in that boat with you, and he's going to be trying to teach you to depend on him and to trust on him and to love him and to do what he says, not so that he can see how well that you do it, <laughs> so that not so that you can have a checklist. The reason that we all need to be spiritually collected and learn how to listen, talk less, and slow to become angry, the reason is this. Because one day, Jesus is going to get out of that boat and ask you to follow him. Hi, this is Lovey Weatherby. I call myself the worst preacher's wife ever, but Kevin calls me his better half. Confused yet? Well, you shouldn't be. All you need to do is go to savethecowboy.com and you can find links to our live church broadcast each Sunday morning. Or you can go back and listen to this service or any others that you miss. Did you know my man is the author of four books? You can find them all, as well as sermons on CD, by clicking on the store link at SaveTheCowboy.com. On behalf of Kevin and Save the Cowboy, thanks for listening. Hey, do you have horses? If you do, then you need to call my friends Rod and Brenda Denning at Hitch and Post Hay. This is where I get all of my hay and Fiona loves it. Call them at 303-324-8217 and tell them that you heard about them from Save the Cowboy and they'll donate 5% of the sale to our mission to reach cowboys and cowgirls. Give Hitch and Post Hay a call for premium quality horse hay at 303-324-8217.